This week is Parshas Kisete, and we are starting part three of Halachas of Tznius, how Tznius applies in the home and outside the home. And now we're going to begin to learn the, to learn the Halachas of dressing in accordance to the Halachas of Tznius. So first, we will talk about the Halacha of Tznius as, re, as it uh, pertains to the body. And in Hashem, once we're done with that, it should take about two weeks, we will then go on to the halachas of covering the hair and all that is involved in that. And interestingly, the source of the concept of sneas, which we've been talking about for the past uh, couple of weeks, is a pasuk in this week's parsha, Pashas Kisete. You should not, it should not be seen within you ervas dover, something uncovered, something un, un, uh, illicit. Uh, which means that the part of the body that needs to be covered shouldn't be visible when making a bracha, which was the halachas that we've been learning the past couple of weeks. And we've seen that in regard to those halachas, there's a difference between men and women in this regard, meaning that uh, a woman who views herself or another woman is only prohibited from making the bracha if the waist area is not covered. But the rest of the body doesn't have to be covered. It's not included in this iser. Of However, a man can't make a bracha when in presence of a woman unless she's fully dressed in a proper tzniyazdiga manner. So essentially, the concept of dressing tzniyaz uh, is an absolute obligation when there are men around, as we shall see. And this is the halacha that we should, we're going to be discussing. This is the source. From here is where we learn it, that when there are, or they're in presence of a man, a woman has to dress bitzniyaz. And it's because of this concept of Now, it's important to understand, before we begin, and there's really a lot to say on this topic, I just want to, but I'm going to really just address it briefly, um, why it is that Sneas is important, and, and why is it prohibited to be in the presence of, of men not dressed appropriately. And there are many angles to this, and one we're going to talk about a little later, there's obviously the, the, the it's a defining quality of a Jewish woman that she dresses bitzniyas, they dress modestly. We can spot a from woman or a from girl from miles away, if you're in an amusement park full of, uh, full of people, you can tell right away when there's a from girl or from woman, right? Dressing tzniyazdig is, is a tremendous divide between people, it's, no, it's, it's unmistakable. And it radiates Kedusha and it, it radiates Tahara and it, it clearly creates a place for the Shechina on this earth. And that, that's the beauty of tzniyaz. But the, the Isser associated with not dressing tzniyaz is also important to understand. Men are prohibited from looking at a woman with less than holy intentions. And that's the Naver, it's a Pasuk that we say in Kriyashma, you're not allowed to go after your heart or your eyes, and that's one of the things that it refers to, going after your eyes. Now obviously that's a man's problem, and that's his chiyuv and his obligation to be careful about that. But... That is as far as when a man intentionally would, were to look where he's not supposed to look with the wrong kind of intentions. That's the Avera of Lesusurach But on the parts of, of the body that are meant to be covered, the parts that a person has to cover because, because, have to cover because of the halachas of Tznius, if they are uncovered, it's an Isra to even glance at them with no thoughts at all, simply to see a part of the parts of the body that are meant to be covered is an Avera. So if a, uh, a woman were to walk around not dressed appropriately, she is, for, first and foremost, creating a michshel, creating a stumbling block, uh, a potential Avera for any um, man that would see her, even now, no thoughts at all, simply glancing, is already 
uh, a prohibitionist, already in Avera, and obviously that would be the antithesis um, to Kedusha, and it's also, it's an Isser, it's an Isser to cause other people to, to sin. But in addition, it's also very important to understand that seeing parts of the body that are meant to be covered, and if the Torah tells us that it's Aser, even glancing, without any thought, simply seeing, is already an Isser, so that demonstrates that the Torah considers exposing the, that, those parts of the body <clears throat> as effectively creating a connection with the person who views it. And therefore it's included, likely included, in the Isra of the Sikrivu Legalis Arva, which is that the Torah says not only are you prohibited from having illicit relationships with those people that you're not allowed to have relationships with, but you also are not allowed to be Sikrivu, you can't come close to having an illicit relationship, which obviously means you can't touch and you can't hug and you can't kiss, but it means much, much more than that. And viewing and having a connection in that way, expose, a person exposing themselves, uh, would be included in, in one of those acts that are a precursor for an illicit relationship. Now, it's, it certainly could be true that a, a woman who's just trying to look good, she's not dressing with any kind of, uh, you know, thought in her mind that, that uh, to create a connection with the people looking at her, that, that can be true. But the Torah, as we know, when the Torah prohibits something, it doesn't make a difference what kind of intention we might or might not have. If it's, the Torah says it's wrong, then as noble as our intentions might be, it's not something that we can do. So it's important to understand from both angles that dressing tzni is, is a beautiful thing. It radiates Kedusha. It defines what a Basisral is. And it's also a prohibition. It creates a stumbling block for others. And it also is the beginning of the, the, uh, of the concept of Lysikrivu, of creating a connection with people that you're not uh, allowed to have an illicit relationship with. One other thing I want to mention before we start with the actual halachas of tzni is, um, is that the, although the halachas we're going to be talking about are the halachas that are, are, are really an oblig- obligation when there are men around, and you, it's an obligation to dress sneistig, but there is also a concept of sneist beyond that, and it's a concept of sneist that applies to man, men and women equally, actually, and that's the concept of being sneist even when there's nobody around. And this is actually one of the first simonim in Shulchan Aruch when it talks about how a person has to get dressed in the morning. And the halacha states, quotes a Gemara, that when a person gets dressed, he has to be conscious of the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is watching and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in the room. And we need to be respectful of that. So therefore, other than we're, we're forced to you know, get undressed, like in the bathroom or when we're bathing or other such situations, the halacha is that we're meant to, to be as sneezdig as possible. Now, this isn't quite the same level of obligation of being sneezdig in front of a man. This is a, more like a midas chasidis. It's more like a, uh, a, a elevated madrega that we're meant to be on. And there's mer- very many levels of it, and we're going to talk a little bit more about it when we talk about covering the hair, whether your hair has to be covered at all times, even when no one is around. That's where this gets talked about a little bit more. But it really is not limited to hair, and it's not limited to women. It's, it's equal men and women. It's the actual concept is said by men. And the concept is a very important concept, and it's a very important thing to strive towards. There's many, very, very many levels, and every person can find more ways that they can act if it sneers, even when no one is around, and that has a wonderful um, has a wonderful aspect, power of bringing Yerushalayim into a person's heart, making him um, aware of a Kaddish Bochu's presence, and it certainly has a wonderful effect on the household and on your children, and gives them the feeling of how Ben Taira is supposed to look and act and dress 
with, uh, with modesty. So that's another important thing to keep in mind that regardless of whether anybody is there, there's always a Indian of Tzniyah simply because the Kaddish Baruch Hu is around. But now let's, let's move on to the actual halachas of, uh, of Tzniyahs themselves. So let's begin with the, the neckline. So the neck itself actually does not have to be covered. The neck is part of a, a person's body that can be exposed. And chiyuv uh, of covering begins from wherever the neck would end or neck would start, depending how you want to you look at that. So now the question is, where is that though? Where does the neck end and the body begin and the shoulders and the chest or back? Where does it begin? How do you, how do you draw the line? So in the front of a person, the, there's a very clear defining line, that's the collarbone. So the collarbone is where the neck ends and the body begins. The collarbone itself is part of the body. The collarbone itself has to be covered. If any part of the, the collarbone is visible, that's not sneistic. So the collarbone needs to be covered in totality. Now there is a, a part of the collarbone that when you get to right below your, the center of your neck, where the two ends of the collarbone, it takes a little dip. So there's like a little, a little bit of a dip. It's actually pretty much where the, exactly the way a tie of a man lies, is just about that dip of the collarbone. So that part actually does not have to be covered. Uh, but you know that's that's kind of it's not that much of a difference. It's more like if a person has a V uh, on the sh- on their shirt, so the V very often might just uncover that part, which there's no collarbone visible, uh, but it's in the space of where there's collarbone on the side. But that's okay. So that that part actually doesn't have to be covered. And also, when you're wearing a shirt, depending where the bu- how the buttons are situated, often the button which will be right on that spot and then it could be open from that point and up right because that's all that's all still considered part of the neck but no part of the collarbone um, no part of the part of the collarbone can be visible now it's important to be careful with this when wearing like a shell or any other collarless um, shirt they have this tendency to get stretched out and once they get stretched out then they start shifting around and then they do start exposing parts of the collarbone and, and so on and so forth it's something to be very careful about and that will usually require a safety pin or some other method of making it tighter it's interesting uh, when i was looking into this that this issue of covering the collarbone properly uh, apparently is something that has been a struggle for hundreds of years. Uh, there's one of the Mepharshim, the commentators printed in the Gemara, on the, the Rosh, in the back of the Gemara, who writes that this was a problem in his time, um, and that's in the 1600s, uh, late 1600s, beginning of the 18th century. And in addition to the Chavetz Chaim, you know, 100 years ago, he writes about this particular lack of Sneas in his time, as do others. And uh, Rav Moshe Zatzal taught his Tamidim that that's what needs to be covered. The collarbone has to be covered and that area right, you know, right below can be open, but that's it. After that, it has to be covered. Now, as far as the sides of the neck are concerned, um, so where the neck is vertical, it's neck, and where it becomes horizontal, it's shoulder. So on the side, it's not so hard to tell where it starts and where it ends. Uh, really, in the back is where it's a little bit uh, more complicated to know where the neck begins and the neck ends. Uh, so the best way, actually, is to measure with a ne- where a necklace sits. Wherever a necklace sits naturally is your neck, and wherever the, ne- the necklace can't go any lower, uh, I mean, you can, obviously you can push it lower, but where it will, won't hang naturally, lower than that would be considered a person's back, and that needs to be covered. And again, something that, that we need to be careful about when wearing uh, a shirt that can get stretched out. Also, you know, there are these shirts that have this little button and then they have the hole under the button, so obviously that will be a chesarn and sneeze, um, and those can't be worn just like that. You would need to wear a, a shell under it. 
And I want to clarify one point in, in Hilchas Tznius, which is important to know, and this is going to be relevant to everything we're going to be learning, and that is that um, the, you might be familiar with the term tefach, that there is a, a measurement of a tefach, which is about three inches or four inches, different opinions. Um, and that has relevance to the parts of the body that are covered and relevance to the hair. So the hair we'll talk about Bez Hashem when we get to here. But as far as the body is concerned, there is a halacha of tefach, but that halacha of tefach is only in regard to saying Kriyashma or saying a bracha that a husband, even though he's allowed to look at his wife, if there is a tefach uncovered, if there's three inches or four inches of her body uncovered, he cannot say Kriyashma and he cannot make a bracha. But as far as the Isser to look at a woman who is not dressing Tzniyastig, um, even, uh, even a fraction of a tefach is the same Isser. It makes no difference. Tefach less than a tefach. So even a tiny bit, even the, like I'm saying, a tiny hole in the back, if there is that button with the hole, uh, or any, uh, any other part of the person's cl- collarbone or any part that needs to be covered, even the smallest amount uh, is obligatory to be covered in order that a person should be dressed, um, dressed with sneistic. Um, and Yisra Shem will continue more about this um, next week and uh, hopefully we will be able to finish up the halachas of the tzniyas of the body and then move on to uh, the halachas of, of here. Uh, one other thing I want to mention, which is just interesting, and that's not really so much about so much about tzniyas, but it, these rules of tzniyas, of what needs to be covered, actually is the same halachas when it comes to when you have to wash your hands if you touch a part of your body that's covered, and that's men and women alike. So in other words, whatever part of the body by a woman has to be covered is also the part by both a man, woman, and child that if it's not covered and you touch it, you have to wash your hands before you say bracha, you have to wash your hands before you learn. Um, And it's important to know that like when a boy is wearing shorts um, and he wants to learn or make a bracha, if he's touching his thighs, uh, he can't. He has to wash his hands first, and all such applications. So it's a, it's a, the the two things are connected. They're both both halachas work together. It's a good thing to know.